Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Useless Doctors Book Club. My name is Pooja. I'm Sarah. And I'm Harshini. And this is season three, episode 13. We are almost at the end of season three. Wow, guys, we are on a roll. Um, okay, so for this week, <laughs> for this week, we read uh, a book that I recommended called The Portrait of a Mirror um, by A. Natasha Joukowsky. So all I knew about this book before recommending it was that it's supposed to be funny and satirical, um, but I'm going to hand it off to Sarah to give us a spoiler-free summary of this book. So this book is a little difficult to summarize without giving away the entire plot. So basically, it follows two couples, Wes and De- and Diana, which are... They're based in New York, and there's also Vivian and Dale, who are based in Philadelphia, and, um, yeah, kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, okay. The story is basically about their interactions. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah, their interactions together. Uh, and it has Gossip Girl vibes. <laughs> That's all I got for this summary. So, Harshini, would you like to give us your spoiler-free review of this book? All right. So, I <laughs> rated this book three stars. I think that this kind of book as you may know if you've listened to other books on podcasts I like don't love a book that's just about people (laughs) I need more of a plot um and I feel like this book is more of like a satire like character study of these four people and their relationships which I think is like done in a pretty interesting way like I think the fact that this book is like based on the myth of narcissism like just like the way that this book presents itself is like obviously for a certain point but I think that being said like I think it was still hard for me to get into the book because of the way it's written and I don't know like I think I think I was just like there's some parts that I was like into it and I was like oh it's funny and stuff like that but then for most of the book I sadly wasn't but yeah I don't know I think it's just I think it's just a me problem (laughs) I think I am not the kind of audience for this book but if you are someone who is more like into books that are satirical and have I don't know like it's it definitely has like a more like like sophisticated kind of full full of yourself language like writing style wise but again that's like the purpose like it's kind of showing this like theme of the book so if you're cool with that kind of stuff, I think you would like this book. So I wouldn't say that I wouldn't recommend this book completely, but I think, yeah, it kind of depends what you're looking for. 
But yeah, uh, like Sarah said, I feel like you can't really talk about much of what happened in the book without spoiling anything. So I think that's pretty much it for my review. But Pooja, you chose this book. What did you think? So I had a feeling you wouldn't like it because I like the book pretty much exactly what you said where there is not much like there is a plot but it's it's very character driven like the entire focus is on these four characters and as Sarah mentioned their interactions with each other um but it's like it's it's um I would say this book is like kind of going off of your point about like the language and that sort of thing this book is extremely pretentious like it is it is so pretentious but it is very obvious that it's pretentious like it's supposed to be poking fun at these like quote-unquote high class you know members of like New Yorkers and you know prep school people and like these high class protagonists um who are all annoying but like in the most entertaining way which is where I think the Gossip Girl vibe comes from because it's like you're watching all these people and their self-destructive behaviors but like you are here for the drama you're here for the craziness that sort of thing um yeah but there is not much of a plot it's all just kind of watching these like high class protagonists screw themselves over basically um and I enjoyed it. I gave it four stars. Uh, I don't really, I kind of like books that are character driven because I just kind of like, you know, like character studies and that sort of thing. And like delving really deeply into all of these characters. And the good thing is that none of these characters felt very dull. They were really like, they were all annoying. They were like stereotypical and like, you know, like I feel like I would see a caricature of like, there were caricatures of people, but it was very clear that the author was like satirizing that like, they were caricatures on purpose um so yeah so I kind of I didn't I, I liked it I gave it I would have given this five stars however there are some elements about the ending that I was like this is such bullshit so I had to knock it down one star because of that <laughs> and and we'll talk about that in the spoiler section but yeah I kind of liked it it was funny like it was it was so ridiculous and over the top I would watch a tv show based on this like this is just hilarious um and yeah so four stars for me I would recommend I wouldn't recommend if you like plot heavy books I it, only if you like you know character studies or that sort of thing or like kind of slow paced books as well if you like those I would definitely recommend otherwise it'd probably be like eh, there are other things that are more suited to your taste um but yeah Sarah what did you think so to be fair I was really busy this weekend so I didn't have I like read it really fast so I feel like I did miss like some key details and like I guess more of an understanding of who these people are which is like kind of important in a character driven book but um to be honest i feel like i expected more of this book uh i think because i guess i think you told me earlier it's like gossip girl vibes and i just expected a little bit more drama cuz i was like a little bored like 
I don't mind character-driven books, but you gotta make up for the lack of plot. And I feel like this this could have done a little more to make up for the lack of plot. I was just, I don't know. I was a little bored. <laughs> I feel like you could skim and get the gist of it. Maybe not the in-depth character like details, but like, I don't know. I I just it could it could have been more. And so I would give it <laughs> two stars. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pooja. I I you knew that we weren't gonna like this book before you even recommended it. So you can't complain. <laughs> or recommended that we read it. Uh I feel like everything I would have said was already said by Hoshini and Pooja. It's there's there's not a lot to it, especially if you can't really talk about the plot. Um, as for recommending the book, I feel like I would recommend it if you have like Pooja's vibe. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if you are fine with character driven books and are I don't know, yeah, into like character assessment and stuff like that. You would like it, but uh, otherwise, I feel like there's plenty of better books you can read. That is very fair. And I don't know, I think, <laughs> I feel like I agreed with you a lot, but I just gave it three stars because I was like, I don't know. I mean, again, like I said before, I think I can like appreciate what it's trying to do, but I think it's like, I'm not the audience for it, but um. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think what you said around, like, I wish there was more drama. I wish there was more drama, too. I also feel like I missed some things in this book. So I'm sure in this, in this like, spoiler section, there's going to be a lot of driving from Pooja, which is not, not uncommon, actually. That always happens. But... <laughs> Anyway, if no one else has any spoiler-free thoughts, um, this would be the time to pause the podcast if you are interested in reading the book, um, because we are about to spoil everything. But if you're not interested or just want to keep listening, then go ahead. All right. So... I guess we need to kind of explain things a little bit further. So I'll start by saying the big thing, which I thought was part of the Goodreads summary. I didn't realize this was a spoiler, but I know Buja had mentioned before that this book is about cheating people. So basically, Diana and Dale, who at the beginning, <laughs> I was so confused, like who's actually together and who are the people that are like in this new relationship and I was like Diana and Dale both d names they're the ones who are like having an affair <laughs> but Wes and Diana are actually together and yeah they are already married I was like who's married <laughs> um and then Vivian and Dale are engaged and yeah basically the opposite too so Diana and Dale and Wes and Vivian are both having like affairs and and they both kind of like don't realize it um but yeah like nothing super super spicy happens I think uh, <laughs> Pooja didn't give me a face so I'm like is that true 
<laughs> but I mean, um yeah yeah go ahead sorry. yeah okay okay I guess uh, that's that's what I was basically gonna say but yeah go ahead please. <laughs> I feel like you you missed so much background about Diana like consulting for Dale's company okay yeah, yeah yeah and then Vivian is like guest curating something from some museum and museum of art and it's the Met. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the Met. Some museum of art. <laughs> In New York. And um, Wes is like getting a private tour for his company there that he's the CEO of. And Vivian and Wes knew each other back in the day because they went to the same high school or something. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, my God. I liked you back then and then they had sex and then they never like engaged like in 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 any interaction ever again I was like there's like so much build-up to Dale and Diana's like interactions and then it's like um like and this is like I feel like pre 50% of the book so in the beginning they're like oh Wes and Vivian had sex and then it's like never again it's just all Diana and Dale and I was like you know you could have done so much more with this Vivian and Wes timeline and I feel like it would have made this book more interesting and it was just like a huge missed opportunity like I didn't understand the point of that at all I agree I I really think that they ended that Wes and Vivian dynamic way too early like I feel like they could have they could have dragged that out in the like the whole thing is that if you're juxtaposing Wes and Vivian and Dale and Diana, because Dale and Diana ne like never actually get together. Like they like fall in love with each other, but they never actually like kiss, hook up, like not none of that actually happens. Because the whole thing is that they are like attracted to each other, but like attracted to each other mentally and like they have good banter and all that sort of stuff. Whereas like Wes and Vivian, the first day they meet, they have sex like it there's like no build-up like they're just like I liked you back then okay let's go like whatever and it's just like so so they're like the whole point is that they're juxtaposing the two whereas like Wes and Vivian gave in like they just like forgot all their responsibilities and everything and was just like yeah fuck it let's go cheat and then like Dale and Diana are like no like I'm married or like I'm engaged and I have this and I have that and I have all of these other things other factors and whatnot like they like think more about their like current relationships before actually doing anything um which is why I think that but like still like you could have had Wes and Vivian like meet so many more times afterwards and like that could have been dragged out but it wasn't I also have qualms with Wes and Vivian but we haven't reached there yet so <laughs> Okay, should I just go into my qualms about Wes and Vivian? Then? Okay. Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> no, okay. D Dale and Diana never realized that Wes and Vivian had sex. Yeah. And they That's and true. they just get away scot-free. What is this? I, yeah, that's true. I was like, I really thought something was gonna blow up. That's another thing. Could have been drama. Nothing ever no. blew up. I know I was like I understand that like all these people are older than high schoolers so like they're not gonna like really blow it up but then I was also like you know what they they're like you know rich people like rich New York people like they 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 can get dirty they can blow it up like what is this bullshit 
like I I was uh I don't know but there like there was like a moment okay for our listeners let me just spoil the fucking book for you hold on so basically like the it all like Dale and Diana carry on this like affair but like it's not ever physical it's just all like emotional I guess for like the majority of the book they just like you know it just like happens and like by the end they're like everyone like we as a reader understand that they love each other like actually would be a good fit rather than like Dale and Vivian and Wes and Diana but the thing is like they kind of it all kind of comes to a head where like all four of them end up going to this party at the Met and like Dale and Diana are there for work and Vivian's there because she's the guest curator and then Wes is there because like his company is like there's some sort of business deal going on with like something and like they're meeting at the Met and so like Dale and Diana are like having a conversation and they both like end up confessing to each other that they both love each other but like nothing is going to come of this because Diana is married and Dale is getting married so then like they kind of are like holding hands or something and then Vivian sees them and then Vivian has already had some sort of suspicion that like Dale is like having some sort of relationship like it's like very close with Diana but like doesn't really know and the thing is like first of all Vivian was acting wait wait, wait. oh yeah go ahead sorry before that mm-hmm. they keep talking about this Vivian has a postcard what the fuck is this postcard oh I never okay. understood <laughs> so basically Okay, so you know in the beginning, right, when, like, Diana, like, the whole dog situation, where, like, they have to, like, Diana takes the dog to the vet, and then, like, Diana, and you know, Eric Hashimoto, like, the the yeah. other dude, okay, so basically, for our listeners, let me explain this a little more clearly, there, Diana and Dale's boss has a service dog, but it's, like, this very tiny orange Pomeranian dog, right? And Eric, who's this other like younger person who works with uh, Dale and Diana, he like accidentally like this dog accidentally ate some of his like sleeping pills or something. So he was like, oh, my God, I killed a dog. And like basically Diana and Dale go into like, you know, um, damage control mode and like try to resolve the situation. So Diana takes this dog immediately to the vet. And like she goes with Eric and then she says that the dog's name is Dale, like at the vet or at this dog hospital or whatever. And so that dog hospital later on, what happens is that dog hospital send a postcard with like some sort of like discount deal and is like, oh, Diana, like Dale, we know how much you love Dale or whatever, blah, 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 something, something. And so it goes to Dale's address um, because like, they gave like his address or something for like whatever to for the forms at this dog hospital or whatever and so Vivian sees it and she's like oh shit and then Diana uses her full name so like Vivian is like oh shit that's Wes's wife um so then he's just so then she's like oh my god like you guys are much closer than I thought I didn't even know you knew each other or whatever and then the thing is Vivian acts all high and mighty when like you know she fucked Wes what the fuck I know that's what bothered me so much because she's like she's like making uh Dale like grovel so much and like do so much for this wedding and I was like bitch you're literally worse you slept with another man I know and then rationalized it 
I know. I was like, you are literally the worst kind of person. <laughs> like, I hate Vivian with such a passion. Uh, but like, okay, what ends up happening is that like, after like, so then she like sees Diana and Dale in this like museum holding hands or whatever, because they had just confessed their love to each other or whatever. She didn't hear the love part. She just saw them holding the hands. And then she like sees this postcard and she's like, oh my God, you guys are much closer or whatever. And then Diana explains the postcard thing. And then Vivian's like, that's too absurd not to be true. So I'm just going to believe you. And then Dale was like, yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Like we, we have, we just work together. That's all. Like there's nothing here. So Vivian's like, okay. But then there's like this other element or something where like the boss hears that Diana did this shit and the boss fires her and then she gets even more pissed off and then like Wes ends up coming and then like his business deal falls through but then Wes like hates Diana but loves Diana so he kind of goes after her and then after that Vivian realizes that Wes would never go for her anyway so then she's like fuck it I'm gonna stick with Dale I'm gonna make him I'm going to make him feel bad. I'm never going to tell him that I fucked Wes and we're just going to get married. And then the ending is like them being like, they clearly don't really like each other that much, but then they're just like, I guess we've settled. So now we're just going to get married and be married. And I'm just like, that's so unsatisfying. <laughs> I wanted a bigger explosion. Okay. <laughs> I want, and yeah, I also thought true. that Dale and Vivian should not be together because I, I, minimum at least Wes and or like Diana and Dale should know that their spouses or their partners like had sex with each other you know yeah that's true yeah I wonder how things would have happened if they found out I was so frustrated <laughs> also like Diana was always talking about leaving Wes and I was like what if she just left him and went with them see like that would require dale to also leave vivian but if dale knew that vivian cheated on him he would have reason he would be like okay yes let me go for diana yeah true it didn't work out nope i didn't there were so many good things about this book, but like the ending, I was just like, this is so unsatisfying. Like, I can't, like, that's, I just, that's why you knocked it down one star. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I was like, after I, I realized it was the end, I was like, huh, I feel like someone's about to give it, like, complain a lot about this ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know. Oh, just gonna end it I was like this is the end like yeah I feel like it was pretty anticlimactic you know for for Gossip Girl it would never end like that it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't it would be a much bigger like you need to you've like dragged me along this much you've built Dale and Diana up like you know at some point like listen I know Diana's an unlikable character however she's my favorite character of the entire of the four really <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Dale is cute and all, but, like, Diana's, like, she's Ooh. so, like, she's, like, unlikable, but, like, in a really relatable way. <laughs> That's, yeah, I could see that. Wait, I, what were those eye drops she kept using? I don't understand what that is. Dude, I don't know. I also was confused. I had to, like, look up what Visine was, because I was, like, I don't understand what this is. But then apparently it's supposed to, like, 
make your eyes brighter but like she used a lot of it and I was like are her eyes that dry like that she needs this many eye drops also like do they tell you not to use that in public dude I don't even know like I don't even know I don't know why people use eye drops also I also realized like Diana is supposed to be our age really yeah She literally gets, like, she gets married when she's 23. And then the book takes place two years into her marriage. So I was like, oh my god. Diana, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wait, how old are the other people? Do you know? How old is what? How old are the other people? So Wes is supposed to, so Wes is 29 and then Vivian is 31. And I think Dale is also 31. Because Dale and Vivian met in college. And then the whole thing was that Vivian is two years older than Wes. And then Diana's younger than everyone. Makes sense. She also kind of acts like she is younger than everyone, though. I mean, I don't think Vivian asked very mature. Vivian's a bitch. <laughs> I hate Vivian. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I dislike Vivian the most out of everyone. And then I liked Diana the most out of everyone. Out of the four, I feel like... Yeah, I guess I would have to agree Diana's the best. I guess Dale is nice. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, but I feel like Diana has more personality to her. She's more of like a bad bitch. Yeah. I vibe with that. Also, like, she's (laughs) okay with Taco Bell. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. Also, I I like this one thing. I always forget to do this when I'm reading. But I was like, this is so funny because it's so relatable. It was like, the Tuesday following her return from Nantucket, it occurred to Diana that perhaps Dale was slightly less good looking than she'd appraised him the previous week. But she's also that she still somehow liked him. I was like, that's so mean. Yeah. No, Diana was like, she was just so relatable. Like, she like shit like that where she was like I don't know if I like her like like he looks not as good looking but I still like him she's always eating Taco Bell like she's always she like (laughs) she's just funny like and she's like super smart so she's cool and she like I remember there was like one quote about like Dale being like oh like she's you know she's like gawky and weird but then like curses a lot but I still like her (laughs) I don't really know why I like her but I like her and then, like, Wes is like, oh, I can't, like, get her out of my head. Like, you know, I hate her, but I also really like her. And, like, I, I feel like Wes and Diana's relationship was so weird because it was, like, they clearly didn't like each other, but they had, like, this weird codependency that it was, like, they also, like, couldn't live without each other. And then I was like, what is going on here? Like, what? I don't understand this. This is kind of, like, toxic, but, like, it's not that bad that you're, like, you would call it toxic, but, like, it's kind of toxic. It was so weird. Like when she was leaving for a trip and she was saying bye, he's like, 
Ugh, I'm not gonna give her the satisfaction of saying bye. <laughs> I was like, bro, just say bye. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Yeah. I also like the other thing that I wanted to mention was that I have on this podcast, I have mentioned multiple times that I don't like cheating in books, in real life also, but also in books. However, in this book, I felt like I was like really psychoanalyzing myself for a second because I was like, I feel like I'm going to be a hypocrite. But in this book, because both couples, like both people were cheating, it felt less bad. <laughs> it's like both of them were screwing over each other. <laughs> so it felt less bad. I, I, I don't know. I guess maybe for me it was because there's also like, both of them were unhappy in their relationships so it wasn't like someone was head over heels for someone and then that person just cheated on them but it was like I I don't I guess it's better than some cases but I still wasn't a fan (laughs) that's true that's true I feel like it's also well I don't know I guess there are books like this but like the couple like it's more central and you like not are rooting for but like you're getting to know the couples that are getting together more so you're like I don't know similar to spoilery like what was that book called the one where she's like she goes to the Galapagos <laughs> she's like wish you were here wish you were here she like falls in love with this guy and we're all like oh, that's so cute fuck her fiance <laughs> like fighting COVID uh yeah but you know sometimes sometimes it's like you just know you can do better <laughs> that's so me <mean>. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I don't know if that's the right excuse for cheating, but it's an excuse. In this case, they both could have been potentially happier. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it, like the author was making it very obvious that like Vivian was definitely probably a better fit for Wes and Dale is definitely a better fit for Diana. Okay. I have something to say also about this. This has nothing to do with this, but it is tangential. Okay. So they were like, the author was like making this whole thing about how like Wes is like the richest man. Like he has five vacation homes. Like he is living in New York. Like he has this big company and like, or big, I don't know. I don't know if it's big, but he has a company and it's like successful and whatever. He's married and he's good looking and he's charming, whatever the fuck. I don't know. And then Vivian is supposed to be like the second richest person. Like she's supposed, she's like, they're both like private school bred, you know, like Ivy League. Not I, I don't, maybe Ivy League. I don't know. But like, you know, they're like, Wait, wasn't it Penn? She it went was- to Penn, but I don't know which one Wes did. Like I know he did his, he did the whole thing was that he went to UVA for his like MBA but I don't know what mm. previous university he went to. But then, okay, so all that happens, whatever. And then Dale is like, yeah, we're not like them. Like we, you know, we like, we have to, like, we value education. Like we are both like Diana and Dale's parents are professors or something. Like 
and like they're more like he's talking about like not being as wealthy and this and that but then Dale is like oh my parents have a vacation home in Nice like in France and I was like what is this bullshit don't tell me how not rich you are or not whatever if your parents have a vacation home in Nice France okay <laughs> dude yeah <laughs> I I didn't even realize that that's yeah that's if you have a vacation home anywhere really that's like another level of rich yeah I feel like it's just like a relative thing though it's like compared to these people yeah that's true but also if you I guess I don't know like that's kind of crazy on a professor's salary I feel I know I was like, really? Because like, where are they professors? Chicago? No, Boston. I was like, Boston's expensive. <laughs> like you have. Yeah, a I wonder what they're and... professors. <laughs> like you have a house yeah. and you have a vacation home in Nice, France. Like, okay, but yeah. And then Diana is Diana, and then oh, and then they're like call, tell, talking about how like. Vivian really like wanted to buy like a $5,000 robe or something. No, so it's like someone wanted to buy a $10,000 bathrobe. Um, and like, oh my God. That's yeah. But then I was like, what do I expect of New Yorkers? No shade to New York. <laughs> what do I expect of New Yorkers? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm. Wait, but I thought it was her mom. Uh, yeah, I think I think it was his mom. I think it was Wes's mom. Wes's mom. Yeah, could be. But it's still crazy. Dude, it's like, I feel like you could get the same thing for cheaper. Of course you can. Oh, wait, it was that one really rare, rare material. I don't know. You could only shear it every 10 years. <laughs> I I already hate bathrooms, so I was like, what the fuck is the point of that? Yeah, I don't really understand. I mean, like, I get the point of, I don't know. I don't own a bathrobe, so I'm just kind of like, I don't understand the point of bathrobes, but I assume if I yeah, have I, bathrobe, I No, I still, I will never understand the point of bathrooms. Like, I don't understand at what point in your showering process you wear, you use a bathrobe. Because to me... You're not like drying your body off with your bathrobe, right? So you use a towel and then you use your bathrobe. But isn't it more work? Like, wouldn't you just like, I'm just going to put clothes on now? Like what? Where, well, what if you're like, I feel like whenever I see people wear like silk robes or whatever, they're like doing their skincare routine before putting on their clothes. Well, what if you want to like roll that. your face? you know you can do that with clothes <laughs> i mean yes you can however if you have also, a bathrobe I just, <laughs> I just wrap the towel around my body yeah or just stand there naked you know yeah, yeah actually i feel like i it depends if i wash my hair or not. <laughs> like, i feel like if i'm like putting like people put like bathrobes on and then put lotion on i was like just put it when you're not wearing any clothes <laughs> like you don't need to wear a bathrobe to put lotion on. 
Yeah, it makes it more complicated. How are you going to lotion your arms? Maybe this is how people have, like, long-ass routines in the morning, you know? And it's like, I'm not ready yet. Okay. <laughs> Here's my, like, my other thing with bathrobes is that I assume people just walk around with no clothes on for longer than I do. That's why I'm like, that's why they need a bathrobe. You know what I don't understand? When people wear bathrobes like over their pajamas, but their pajamas are like shirt and pants. And then I'm just like, why don't you just, why is it that cold that you need to wear a bathrobe over your pajamas indoors? I don't get this. Yeah. Just, honestly, just a lot. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. They just show off their monogrammed bathrobe. <laughs> like, too. I don't get it. <laughs> Maybe it's part of the self care. Having the bathrobe makes you relax. But for me, it would stress me out because I'm like, do I put the bathrobe on now or like, should I wait like five minutes just sit on my bed for five minutes before I put my pajamas on? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I could do it. Also, I don't have enough room. I have to get another hook for a bathrobe. It's just not worth it. Yeah, I already ran out of like all hangers. Like I have no hangers left. So yeah, that means I, I already have command hangers. I I don't I don't want to buy more. Yeah. Also, like you have to wash the bathrobe. Like, do you wash it with your towels or do you wash it with your clothes? Yeah, I don't know. That's complicated. I would assume. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this podcast is just about bathrobes. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like Vivian has a bathrobe. <laughs> maybe, maybe instead of reading books, we just choose a controversial topic. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like we need someone that supports bathrobes now. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't have that's true. No, I feel so like I have like a very nice answer. What? So, <laughs> what? Like, so pineapples on pizza? What's your thoughts? All right. I think uh, Jeannie doesn't like it, but I don't mind it. No, I don't mind it either. I... Wait, oh, I remember, distinctly remember, me and Mahima were making pineapple pizza. And we were like trying to show you to make you jealous. And then you were like, I'm not jealous. That's gross. <laughs> okay because <laughs> i would not willingly <laughs> like if i'm making a pizza it's not gonna have pineapples on it but i don't mind it and honestly someone recently like bought like pineapple and jalapeno pizza that could be a vibe but like you're just making your pizza sweet i just don't like sweet things wait i feel like there were jalapenos on it yeah, honestly, I was thinking about it. <laughs> I think my feelings were more strong back then, but I, I still do eat like a slice sometimes. <laughs> but if that's the okay, here's the thing: if that's the only option, then that's not okay. I I do agree. If it's the only option, that's not that's I'll eat it. But yeah, like I, I want another one that has other things on it, and I'll also have one with pineapples on it true nice i don't i don't mind pineapples on pizza 
I'll eat it. <laughs> like, it's not like I have like a vehement, uh, like, you know, distaste for it or whatever. I like pineapples with jalapenos only, though, because I feel like it's this, like, it's like the very like spicy with the sweet. It works well. Also, like pineapple and ham, I think, is like a combination also, which I don't really mind. My big thing is that I don't like chicken on pizza. I don't know why. I just don't like chicken on pizza. Tastes weird. Oh, interesting. I never heard anyone say that. Maybe it's just the pizza that I've eaten. <laughs> just had bad chicken on it or something. Yeah, could be. Also, Harshini, you I were feel like we're... Oh, sorry. Uh, I keep interrupting. I'm sorry. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? No, I I, I think Harshini was going to say something before I brought up the pizza thing. <laughs> I was going to talk about the bathrobe that I have in my closet at home that I've never opened. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Sounds about right. But I was like, if I had used it and been a bathrobe advocate, then that would have been more interesting. But yeah. anyway, we we passed the topic now. So Sarah, back. <laughs> I feel like our we're too similar to have a debate podcast. That's true. We okay? No, we no. Just feel like I feel like we disagree on things. Yeah. We've I can't disagreed do. on this podcast multiple times. <laughs> really? Okay, you rated this book two stars. I rated this book four stars. Clearly, there's some level of disagreement. Okay, but I think it was just different levels of disagreement. Because you also didn't like the ending. Okay, that's fair. But like there there were other t- okay, let me think about all the books that we've read. Let me think about the the Yeah, I know there's quite a few like that Gold Digger book. Uh-uh. Yeah, I like I gave that 5 stars. That was like five from me. <laughs> you were like two stars. Yeah, that was a garbage book. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It wasn't garbage, just not my vibe. I know, it just, it wasn't your vibe. I get that. But like garbage is a stretch. It was good, it was good. She was, she wrote it good. <laughs> but like, it just, you have to be like of a specific vibe. Like, I'm pretty sure we need to get someone who like liked Passion on Park Avenue or liked that fucking, what's the book that we read last week? Love on the Brain. Someone who likes Love on the Brain come on this podcast and tell me why on earth you found it a good book because that was shit. There's quite a few people that like that. Actually, I like, I feel like I like Passion on Park Ave. I okay. didn't like Love on the Brain. Now, like, Buja was also like, oh, it was like not that bad. I did rate it two stars, so I guess I rated it higher than last week. You, I think you dropped your rating down to one star, Sarah. I feel like you guys are like recreating this book in your head. <laughs> It was really not good. It was not good. Dude, I even read this like the second book in the series or like the third book in the series, Marriage on Madison Avenue. <laughs> okay. It was still not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was not good. I think you forgot the whole girl bossing to the sun or something. Girl boss That's to the sun. I feel like I only think about the plot and I'm like, oh, the plot actually wasn't that bad, but 
I guess it's the way it's written, mainly. Yeah, it's like every single cliche, but it's not even like in a fun way. It's like every single cliche and you're just like, Jesus, like what is happening? Uh, I've read other books by that same author. And to be frank, I I don't like any of them. So I gave her a chance. <laughs> I gave her three. Like I tried three of her books and didn't like any of them. So I'm like, okay, I'm done with this author. <laughs> I just saw her new book came out and it was like made in Manhattan. And I was like, I'm not going to read it though. Isn't that a movie? Is that no, movie? no, but this is like M-A-D-E, not an actual maid, mm-hmm. but it's like created. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I think we just have higher standards for romance books or like maybe want different things. I feel like, I don't know. Colleen Hoover books also yeah that's true maybe there's something wrong with us (laughs) I don't believe that there's definitely nothing wrong with me like I'm great what are you talking about I just feel like I I've talked with people that love actually I I don't know anyone that likes Colleen Hoover but I know people that like the first book in this series love on the brain i forget what it's called love i love this yeah people love i know many people that love that book i feel like it's really just because it's relatable because we're all grad students because i've only asked grad students but it's just like i don't know people love the smutty and i i love it if it's done well (laughs) i think that's my thing (laughs) No, like smut. Like if it's done smut. well. It's like uh like sexy times in a book. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I I I didn't know that that word meant for a very long time. Really? Yeah, and then someone was like, I love the smuttiness. And I was like, uh-huh, yeah, same. <laughs> you wouldn't mess. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, my God. That's we just agreed. <laughs> we were like, yeah, same. I would I do that. I don't know if I should ask what this means or if I should know it. As someone that reads book books, maybe I should know what that means. Dude, okay. okay. Well, like one of the books I was actually going to recommend for this podcast was Neon Gods, which is like a retelling of Hades and Persephone, but it's like known for its smuttiness per se. And I was like, I like started, like after I pitched it to you guys, you were like, uh no thanks (laughs) so then I myself decided to like okay let me like at least like read the first few chapters it was too smutty for me to handle like I was like I cannot (laughs) no thank you (laughs) I think it's a good thing we didn't read it for the podcast because it's like oh we gotta talk about that (laughs) that one bar oh yeah (sighs) but it's like so popular it has like such good ratings like all the sequels have good ratings too and I'm just like what I don't get it like 
it was like a little too i think it was because it was like dark and smutty and i was like yo like am i a prude <laughs> like i don't really know <laughs> i don't really know why i'm just like i i don't no thank you i don't want to read this right now <laughs> but yeah maybe I i'll read it when i'm bored one day i just read it for like how okay the like literally the first scene though is so action heavy like this girl is like running like away from these people who are chasing her and i was like whoa like literally what's going on oh my god it's crazy but back to love hypothesis i feel like i didn't mind it as much like i didn't like i my big thing was the relationship but then like other than that it wasn't i feel like love on the brain was 10 times worse than the love hypothesis also Hershey yeah, White. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> okay. First of all, I was like <laughs> when you when you said there was so much action <laughs> and then you said you said running and I heard rubbing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. I was like, wait, wait a minute, she did not just say that. <laughs> I was like, oh, but then I you said back to and I thought oh you mean back to the book that this podcast is about? Yeah. <laughs> back to the love hypothesis. <laughs> I was like okay we're just we've strayed so far that we're just never gonna go back <sighs> I I was uh gonna mention that um, I am very curious to see if everyone that rated love hypothesis high also believes that love on the brain is a good book because i rated love hypothesis high really i think i gave it like four stars interesting but i know people like i ask people what their favorite books are and they list love hypothesis yeah, yeah that, that is <laughs> i'm just curious what they would think about the second book because to me it's worse but maybe to them it's even better i don't know you know what I actually want to do like as a social experiment and this is like no shade to people who are short but I was like gonna be because I brought this up in the last podcast where I was like they the author kept emphasizing the size difference right where she was like oh she's so tiny and he's so big so I was gonna be like people who are like you know relatively shorter than me per se but like people who are relatively shorter like if they found that size emphasis weird or not because I feel like I personally thought maybe I found it weird because I just like am not short so I would be like oh that's like why is this size thing being like emphasized a lot but then I was like I don't know like what if like if you were shorter like do you want someone who's six foot four like do you, would you even notice the size thing all the time I don't know well, I feel like I do know people that are at least shorter than me and they do like it, but mm. I feel like it's just a preference. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I've like met people who are shorter who are like, yeah, I like when the guy is like really tall, then I can like, you know, it's like, I don't know, comfortable. I don't know, <laughs> but like, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I said this on the last podcast. I think it's super weird because oh I think I think it's so stupid whenever 
<laughs> like super tall guy hits on me. I was like, what? I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Not gonna work. Like they're literally looking down at me and like, I cannot, I'm like at their chest. <laughs> why, why is this a thing? <sighs> but I, I feel like we've already established that we are quite similar already. So that's why I was like, I need to ask someone else who like, who, who liked it or who didn't mind it, you know? Yeah. I guess. Nice. <laughs> should we get back to the topic at hand or like I feel like I got nothing else to say about this book yeah I feel like since there's not that much to it it's like I'm uh, not editing this out I'll keep it in (laughs) we'll keep in this discussion (laughs) yeah does anyone else have any thoughts about the book where we were I don't know the title. <laughs> Make sure the it. portrait, the portrait <laughs> of a mirror. Yeah, does anyone have any other thoughts? Honestly, it's not really relevant. <laughs> I have no other relevant thoughts. I have irrelevant thoughts, like <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I'm sure you have plenty. Oh. <laughs> uh. Well, if we are good with our discussion that was mostly about other things. Um, all right. Well, that is the end of the podcast where we talked about Portrait of the Mirror. So next week, because it's October, I wanted to choose a mystery book. However, we have read quite a few thrillers. So I feel like this book is definitely not a thriller. It's more mystery. And I think this series has like, it's a ser- It's the second book in a series that Pooja and Sarah have not read the first book. I apologize, but I already read the first book, so I'm not going to choose it again. But it's called Homicide and Halo Halo. And what is this series called? Um... Tito Rosie's Kitchen Mystery Series. So it's Homicide and Halo Halo by Mia P. Manansala. And yeah, it's like, it takes place like in this like restaurant vibe and like, it's like a family restaurant situation. And so it like gives me similar vibes to Dial A for Aunties. I didn't think the first book was as good, to be honest. But there is more of a mystery, whereas Dial A for Aunties is just like them covering up stuff like a crime. But this is more of like her actually solving a mystery. Um, so yeah, I hope that it's not too confusing without reading the first book. Hopefully they give some decent context. But obviously it's a different mystery this time. I think there's a murder. Yay. <laughs> okay, don't do that. <laughs> in the context of reading books fiction only (laughs) um but yeah so we shall see what it brings for our episode 14 all right we will see you then goodbye Bye. bye